0: Welcome to the Setting Captives Free podcast, where we discuss how the gospel of Jesus Christ brings power and freedom to our daily lives and real and lasting hope for the future. Now, here is your host, Mike Cleveland.
1: So thankful you've joined us today. I'm here with my wife, Jody. Thank you, Jody, for joining in another podcast today.
0: Oh, it's so wonderful to gather together around the Word of God to look into it and to see the good news that God has for us and how it affects our daily lives.
1: Amen. That's what we're going to do today. We've been talking about the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, especially as it instructs us in our relationships. That's what we're really looking at, Uh, that how does the new covenant affect husband and wife? How does it affect our employer, employee situation, our friends? How do we live under the new covenant? That's what we're really discussing. And today we're continuing on in our study of Hebrews, and we've got a couple of verses we can look at today together. And the first one is Hebrews 10.10. Uh, By the way, if you have not listened to the previous podcasts dealing with the differences between the Old and New Covenants, I'd encourage you to go back to get caught up on the context of what we're discussing here. Jody, why don't you read verse 10, Hebrews 8, verse 10.
0: Hebrews 8, 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people.
1: All right, so what will the New Covenant encompass? What is the New Covenant going to do for people?
0: Well, um, it's changed from the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant was written on tablets of stone. The New Covenant is now going to be put in our hearts, written on our hearts. Yes. It's internal.
1: That's the difference. Uh, the old covenant was written on tablets of stone and it left people's hearts stone, uh, hard hearts because we can't change just because someone tells us to do so. We can't change because you know how, for example, God said in the old covenant, in the 10 commandments, thou shalt not kill, but think about all these countries and all of the states have this same law. We all recognize it to be important. Thou shalt not kill. Has that kept people from killing?
0: It has not.
1: And so the external laws are unable to affect a change internally right. of our hearts. And so God said, this new covenant is going to be different. I'm going to write my laws in your minds and on your hearts. Mm. This is not the 10 commandment law, is it? It cannot be. Because if all he were doing was changing the place where he wrote them from stone tablets to our hearts, then Jesus didn't need to die. Uh, This is different than the old covenant. This is a new covenant. Mm -hmm. The new covenant is about internal obedience. It affects our hearts. Mm -hmm. It changes the way we think Mm -hmm. because it's written on our hearts and in our minds. And so what is this new covenant that's written in our hearts and on our minds?
0: Well, um, it is the new covenant that Jesus instituted at his death on the cross. Right, The cross, um, Jesus at the, at the Last Supper, he said, this is my body broken for you. Uh, the, uh, this is my blood poured out for you, the blood of the new covenant. So he, he is establishing through his death on the cross a new covenant, a covenant of love. This is how we know what love is, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us.
1: Yes. And he did that at the cross. This new covenant of love is written internally. It is. In the hearts of believers. How that happens is when you come to the cross, the first thing you should see is your sin all over Jesus. (laughs) The next thing you should see is your forgiveness. Right. Because he's paying the penalty so that you don't have to. Right. So you see your sin dying on the cross. But shortly thereafter, you really need to see the love of God being poured out. Right. God is pouring out his love for you. Right. He ripped out his heart when he gave you his son.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus.
1: And Jesus shed his own blood out of love. Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Right. And so this is love coming from the cross, and you should experience this. When you put faith in that, Jody, yeah. you receive the Holy Spirit. All right. That's what Ephesians 1 says. Mm. Believing this message, you receive the Spirit, and He seals you for eternity. All right. And so the Spirit of God is what God puts in your heart. Now, can we really connect the Spirit and the new law?
0: Well, yes. Um, oh, goodness. Where is that verse that talks about the law of the Spirit?
1: Romans 8, verse 2.
0: Romans 8, 2. And read it for us.
1: Okay. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8, 1.
0: Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because Jesus was condemned instead of us. Verse right. 2. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, mm-hmm. who gives life, Yes. Has set you free from the law of sin and death. So there's two laws here, isn't there? Right. The first one is the law of sin and death. Right. That's the Old Covenant Ten Commandments.
0: Right. It exposed sin, stirred up sin, and brought death.
1: Right. And now, when under the New Covenant, we receive the Spirit, and the Spirit is a law of love. Mm-hmm. The Spirit coming into our hearts brings love into our hearts. And this desire now to obey God, this desire to be obedient comes from the heart. So we follow Jesus. We follow God's word. And this is the law of love in our hearts. And uh, so we have the law of the spirit of life in the new covenant versus the law of sin and death in the old covenant. Both are needed. Yes. The one exposing our sin, the other removing our sin, mm. setting us free. The law of the spirit of life sets us free. There's freedom
0: right. where
1: the spirit of the Lord is. Right. Freedom from the law of sin and death, right. from the old covenant. And so when he says, I will put my laws in their hearts, he's referring to his own spirit who motivates and leads us to obey Christ.
0: Right. And it also says, He will put their laws into their minds. And I love that because Paul tells us in, was it Philippians 2, that we have the mind of Christ. Is that Philippians 2, right?
1: let this same mind be in you that was in Christ. Also
0: in Christ Jesus, Right. right? Yes.
1: And so what we're looking at here is the work of God in us. Yes. Now we looked at the work of God for us which is the cross of Christ. Then we look at the work of God in us, which is this new covenant of putting his spirit in us, giving us the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2 16 says, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Ah, there it is. When God writes his new covenant law in our minds, he's giving us the mind of Christ. Jody, what do you think it means to have the mind of Christ?
0: Well, the mind of Christ would be displayed or understood um, based on Christ orientation or his focus of his thoughts that he communicated when he was alive, right? And his focus, his intent was always toward the cross, always on saving, right, and and transforming, right. Um, you see the, the miracles that he did, water into wine, um, uh, dividing the bread and the fish and feeding people with it, right? And then it all pointed forward, all these miracles, healing the blind, giving, making the lame walk. They all pointed forward to the ultimate healing that he would purchase for us at the cross. And that is what it means to have the mind of Christ, right? Is to have the gospel in our mind. And as we have the gospel in our mind, we will walk worthy of it. We will live in a way that is, um, in fact, that 1 John three sixteen right, says, uh, um this is how we know what love is—that Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. That, and we all also to lay down our lives for one another, right? So, one, Jesus laying down His life for us, and us putting faith in that, believing that, receiving that, leads us to live a life of sacrifice and love, sacrificial love toward other people. And um, I think that's what it means to have the mind of Christ. Do you have anything?
1: More, you think? Well, that's definitely it. It's having the mind of the gospel. Do you remember when it says he set his face like flint? Yes. That meant that he was steadfastly determined to go to the cross. Right. Um, when, when he was discussing with Peter, uh, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you know, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Oh, Peter, that's wonderful. Go to the front of the class. And then, you know, he said, now I want to tell you that I'm going to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to be crucified. And And Peter
0: says, no, Lord, Lord,
1: (laughs) no, Lord. Wait, what? Uh, And and what does Jesus say? Peter, get behind me, Satan. Right. He said, you don't have in things, you don't don't have in mind mind the things of God.
0: Yes, it's true.
1: So what are the things of God? They're the cross of Christ. Yes. So when you say we have the mind of Christ, what you're saying is we have a cross focus. Yes. Where we see and receive this love and this forgiveness and this acceptance all at the death of Jesus. Yes. So anyone listening can know that whatever sin they've done, they've been forgiven of. Yes. That the sin has been removed from them. Right. And now God's given you his spirit Mm -hmm. and he's put his law, his law of the spirit of life life into your heart and into your mind. Mm-hmm. And you now begin to be cross-focused. You consider others more important than yourself. You consider yourself the least of all. Mm-hmm. You consider yourself to be uh, the one who simply brings this good news to others, just as Jesus did. And and so we have the mind of Christ. We have the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Now it's important That we, according to Romans 12, that we um, don't be conformed to the world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So how do you harmonize those two? We have the mind of Christ, but we are to renew our minds daily in the word of God. How do we harmonize that? I thought we already had the mind of Christ. What do you tell me to renew it for?
0: Well, I mean, you know, we get up every day and we wash our face and we brush our teeth and we do these things daily, right? Because they need to be done daily. It's not a brush your teeth once and you're all set for life, right? We need to daily interact with the Word of God to remind ourselves of the gospel, to remind ourselves of what, um, what... Jesus was really about, and it wasn't about rules and regulations and you obey or I'll kill you. It, it was about, I will obey and I will die. And I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I uphold you and I sustain you with my grace. And I teach you to say no to ungodliness by my grace. And I lead you with kindness. And I teach you, by the way I have loved you I want you to love other people and you will we will forget we will forget if we do not interact with the word of God every day and remind ourselves of what Christ has done for us on the cross we'll forget and we will lack the things that we want Peter says um, so we don't want to forget right we want to renew our minds
1: excellent excellent very good answer so Jody, as we bring this to a close, I want to make it applicable for relationships, sure. because God has put His law of love in our hearts, and so we interact with each other differently, don't we? Do.
0: We? we do. Yeah, there's there. It, it's very difficult to, um, rec- in fact, <clears throat> I would say impossible to be remembering the gospel to receive all the love and generosity and forgiveness of God and withhold it, withhold it from other people, right? We cannot treat others in a way that God has not treated us. It's wrong. It's, it is um, dismissive to the cross and I would not want to be, right? right? We don't want to be dismissive to the cross. We want to magnify it. And so the way we do that is when I offend you, or you offend me, we come to the cross together and we say, Jesus paid for those offenses. We can live with each other in love and forgiveness because Jesus paid it all.
1: Yeah. And so we interact with each other on, according to the law of love. Yes. No condemnation. Right. I forgive you. You forgive me. Yes. We put each other ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We are serving one another in love. Uh, This is the new covenant in the heart. It is. And instead of enslaving us, which the old covenant of Ten Commandments did, this frees us. Yes. We're freed to love. We're freed to enjoy each other. We accept one another Mm -hmm. just as we've been accepted. Mm -hmm. We love one another as we've been loved. Mm -hmm. We forgive each other as we've been forgiven. Mm -hmm. This is all new covenant. Yeah. And so if you have a, a spouse who you would like to bring the law down on, right? You would, you you want them to feel the weight of their sin. That's not acting in accordance with the new covenant, is it?
0: No, it's not. And we are not talking about, again, we are not talking about excusing sin, um, ignoring sin, um, being a doormat, uh, being abused, We are not, um, if, if, if a person breaks the civil law, they need to be held accountable by the civil law. Right. Um, and so you, you would deal with it that way. But, um, we, we we're talking about is everyday offenses, you know, you were unkind to me. You, You, I didn't like that you did this or that. We're talking about that sort of thing. Um, and there is forgiveness at the cross and love there.
1: Amen. Next time we'll talk about one benefit that we did not get to in this verse. It's a life-changing benefit that flows from the cross of Christ.
0: Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Thank you for listening to the Setting Captives Free podcast. For free online Bible studies or group study material, please join us at settingcaptivesfree.com.